Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game, just like the man said. Right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander and Kelly Midland Bidlin in the house as well. Good morning to you, Kelly. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Not a humid day out today, Gil. Not a humid day. Not a humid day. We were just discussing humidity before yeah. the show yeah. in Las we're, Vegas. We're fans of humidity in Las Vegas, but we didn't have any today. <laughs> we are. Instead, it's just Native an oven. Las Vegans, not fans not of humidity. Not fans of humidity. They like an oven. That's what we got today. Uh, we have an interesting show this morning, really good show, all over the place with different things, including Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports. For those of you who have been uh, in sports betting, immersed in it for many, many years, you may be familiar with Michael, who uh, was with uh, Right Angle for many years and was away and is back with Right Angle. We had Ed Golden, the founder of Right Angle, on a few months back. Uh, we're going to eventually do releases, probably starting next week, releases live on air. And that moves markets with college football when they do that. So today we're just going to discuss his thoughts on this week's games. Got a couple picks coming up and really a general discussion with Michael about how hard it is. It's not a discussion we often have, but should. How hard it is to actually win long term in this industry. Michael Craig is going to talk to us about that. Uh, ben Brown from Pro Football Focus with an interesting discussion. He's done some work on Defensive Player of the Year and... We always see him here. It's a great, you know, great thing all summer long. We talk about key numbers, and during the season, we talk about key numbers in the National Football League. What are we really talking about? And Ben Brown will break that down for us. For those uh, who may be new to sports betting, what is it that you guys mean with key numbers all the time? Mark Borchard on the Major League Baseball stretch. Can we call it the home stretch now? I think we can. And Danielle Alvari, is that true? Danielle's on the show today? Danielle, oh, yeah. little WNBA, because WNBA is in uh, the Game 4s. Is it Games 4 or Game 4s? What do we say? I don't know. Game Game 4s? Game 4s. Yeah, I think that's what we say. Yeah. Even though probably not grammatically correct, right. but that's what we say. Uh, game 4s of the respective series in the Eastern and Western Conferences, where um, both the Vegas Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, and the Chicago Sky are on the cusp of getting to the WNBA championship, and Danielle has been awesome this year in the WNBA. She has been really killing it, so we'll get her thoughts 
on those two games tonight as well. Doubleheader in the WNBA. You actually made bets already on this, Kelly? I made a bet. Yeah. Did you Did you not, Gil? I thought you were all on board with me. <laughs> I said I would, <laughs> and then I forgot. Well, what we'll, are you see, doing? we'll see what Danielle has to say. Yeah, yeah, I did actually put I put a small bet in on the Aces tonight. Uh, like the spot for them, too. Uh, looking to close this out on the road at the Storm. Look, both these teams shot lights out uh, that last game. If anybody watched it on Sunday, it was actually a heck of a game. Um, but Aces took the storm to overtime. Really feel like they just kind of took their soul in overtime. So I think they're, I think they'll close it out on the road here tonight. Don't want to let this go home back to Vegas in it for a game five. Uh, so yeah, I took the Aces had to pick them. Shop around, you might be able to catch a point or something on them right now this morning. Uh, but yeah, Aces pick them for me today. Okay, and a bevy of uh, NFL players. Oh yeah, another well. teaser. Colts minus two. Vikings uh, Vikings plus eight. Tease fest. Tease fest. The uh, Vikings number coming down a little bit, Gil. So I want to. I, I want to get all my Vikings teasers out of the way. Get, get them in the pocket already. That might, that might be my full week one betting card. I don't really know. I'm going to be adding much more than that. Don't forget, you got to sign up for contest as well. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very gonna, aware. I'm going to do that today. I think. <laughs> You're going to do that today. I think. Um, okay, so what I did bet on yesterday: tennis, two and one. At the United States Open, we were efforting for the sweep, and we just couldn't quite get there. We did hit Jesse Pagula early. The over in the uh, Pliskova Azarenka match, that soared over. But then we had Danielle freaking Collins at night against uh, Rena Sabalenka yesterday evening. She was up a set. It was 3-3, three to three, and then they played a marathon seventh game. And this is sort of like Samson Ova over the weekend where we squandered eight set points. She did. We were backing her. Once you, you sort of fail in some marathon effort, the mental fortitude is tested, and both Samsonova crumbled, and then freaking Collins kind of crumbled yesterday after that as well. And so we didn't get the sweep, but two and one uh, for the win. We'll take that today. The quarterfinals begin, and we do have two plays in tennis one on the men's side, one on the ladies' side. Kasparud minus 118 against Matteo Berrettini. These are to determine the quarter winners. Casper Rude minus 118 is the play against Matteo Berrettini. I think Rude exploits Berrettini's back end just enough to get this one done. And then on the ladies' side, and this is not going to be fun for a lot of uh, fans of American tennis, but I'm going Caroline Garcia to beat Coco Golf minus 127. Both prices, by the way, in the case of Garcia, I think you can get a price that's even better than the one that I got from last night. So Rude and Garcia. By the way, the biggest thing that happened in the U.S. Open yesterday, the DMV's Francis Tiafo gets it done against Rafa Nadal in four sets. And Tiafo gets to the quarters, which is huge. So the men's draw is just wide open completely. We again have Nick Kyrgios as our future play, both at 12 to 1 and at 30 to 1. And on the ladies' side, uh, still Iga's to lose, I think. Iga Sviatek, who we have at 7-1. to one. By the way, this is from ESPN Stats and Information. While uh, with Daniil Medvedev losing Sunday night and Rafa, Rafael Nadal defeating, uh, getting defeated yesterday by Tiafo, it's the first U.S. Open where both top two men's seeds failed to reach the quarters since 2000. You may remember Andre Agassi lost in the second round that year, Kelly. But did you remember that number two seed Gustavo Querton lost in the first round? Do you remember that match? Oh, yeah, of course. Big Gustavo Querton fan over here. Yeah, he went down that year. Who, who could forget it? So those, I, I feel like I've never heard that name before. Well, you have to kind of be in a tennis to know that name. Yeah. But even that was like, oh, wow, what's Gustavo Querton doing on a day like this? Um, so that was the big thing. And then um, <clears throat> so we have Nick Kyrgios. But it really is truly open on the men's side. Carlos Alcaraz, don't call him Carlos, call him Charlie or Carlitos. He won a big uh, five-setter against Marin Cilic last night. So should be fun. Again, the two picks today, Kasper Ruud and 
Caroline Garcia at the U.S. Open as the quarters begin. Did you catch the Clemson game at all last night? College football? Clemson beating Georgia Tech ultimately 41-10? Yeah. to 10? Yeah, that was... Uh... Man, that, that was another that was just another game of how tough this is to bet college football. Because if you were if you were on Georgia Tech, man, you were covering, covering, covering until you know, they have to get kind of desperate going for stuff with about eight, nine minutes left, and then Georgia or uh, Clemson just kinda takes it and runs away from there. I feel like sometimes you know, sometimes we not sometimes, but oftentimes we come in, most of the time we come in here, whether it's a guessing line show, whether it's doing an autopsy on college football the the, the weekend before, and we all kind of agree on coaching blunders. What was this team thinking? What was this team thinking? You know, what was this coach thinking? What was this player doing? And then every once in a while there's a there's a game that stands out and you feel like you're on an island. Like you feel like you're the only one with this opinion. That game to me yesterday, and there's no way I can prove this, Kelly, but it's 14-10 to 10 Clemson. Georgia Tech had just scored to cut the lead to 14-10, to 10, and Georgia, Georgia Tech, pardon me, Georgia Tech forces a third and long for Clemson. They had just cut the lead to four. They're on the cusp of getting the ball back on a punt. And Yuan Galile throws this ball five, thank you very much, throws this ball <laughs> five yards out of bounds and short, and they throw a flag on a P.I. on the yeah. Georgia Tech D-back. The announcers say nothing. Nothing. Like, yep, that's a flag. Oh, you got to call that. No. The ball's in the stands. Or it's like, excuse me, I'm, I'm exaggerating. You know, deep in the bench, short. There's no human being who could have caught that ball. Stuff and fury. We're just not calling it, I guess. And so Clemson gets new life, and the next thing you know, you blink your eyes, and it's 41-10. to 10. Now, I cannot prove that this game would have gone differently. But you cannot prove that it would have otherwise. It's a massive moment. I mean, I mean that's it where drives, and no one says anything. It drives yeah. me crazy, Kelly. And, and that's where I'm. Not, and that's kind of what I'm talking about from the betting angle, right? Where it's okay when there's nine minutes left, and then you're down two touchdowns, and you're Georgia Tech with Clemson a, a chance to beat Clemson. Okay, you're going for it on fourth downs. You're running plays that you wouldn't normally run because you want to get back in the game. And then okay, stuff. I mean, it, it easily snowballs and gets out of control, right? So, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, they, they were in there. I mean, you, you end up getting outscored 27 to nothing after what you're talking yeah. about. I, I mean, so. I can't prove it's going to be different, but I'm just saying, like, football's like that. It, it, you know, so many of these sports are like that. But that, that play goes differently, and Georgia Tech gets the ball back with a chance to take a lead? You don't know. That is also, that is also one of the most infuriating calls in, in football right now to me is the, is the P.I. flag uh, when it's clearly uncatchable. Well, and it just drives me crazy that the announcer is just, like, conspiring with it. Like, yeah, got to throw that. Got to throw that flag. I, I, no, like, you don't. I'm, like, I'm one of those guys, Gil, like, I don't really care. Like, like. Past interference is already so subjective, right? Like where we try to we try to lay out these 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 barriers and, and what is and what isn't. It's it's the the uncatchable stuff. If you told me that didn't even matter and they're gonna throw flags anyways, fine. But make that the rule. Right. The rule is right now that it has to be catchable, and there's so many times it is so uncatchable, and they still throw the flag. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Um. The other big thing that happened, and we should probably give more time to this, but I'll bring it up later with Borchard, I'm sure. Aaron Judge hits another home run. Yankees beat the Twins. What else is new? But Shohei hits two. Shohei now at 32 home runs. Can we do a little uh, little blind resume with Jeff Passan? Sure, why not? Player A, player B. Look at those slash lines. Player A, 283, 351, 572 on the batting average, on the OBP, and on the, uh, on the sluggo. 33 homers, 74 RBI. Pretty amazing, right? Well, look at player B. 270, 361, 538. 
The OBP is actually better. 32 home runs, only one fewer, and 11 more RBI. Player A is Mookie Betts. Player B is Shohei Otani. Why don't we do player C and D while we're at it as well? These are pitchers. Player C, 147 and a third, 27.1% K, uh, K to walk. I think we're just talking about K rate, K rate there. 2.20 ERA, 2.64 FIP. Okay, player D. Look, the K rate is only 0.1% fewer. Less, I should say. 2.58 ERA. Look, the FIP, the Philly Independent, is actually better. 2.54. Player C is Shane McClanahan. Cy Young candidate. Player D is also Shohei Otani. B and D are Otani compared to Betts and McClanahan. I'll just let Jeff pass and speak for us when he says, well, here's the deal, guys. This is a, this is a once-in-a-generational kind of thing. Absolutely is. And so, as Jeff Passan puts it so eloquently, I am never, I am never going to stop talking about how incredible Shohei Otani is because when you see once-in-a-lifetime athlete like that, you should appreciate every single second of it. And Otani is that very one-of-one. One. Coming back with the NFL next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. I like they have a betting style. 
You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, what would you describe your betting style as? Hmm. Ferocious. <laughs> Okay, just curious. <laughs> I was throwing out there. Uh, I just wanted to. I was I was rudely interrupted by the commercial, Kelly. So I'd like to finish my show. Hey, I know. So here's the thing. Those dang show clocks. I know. Here's here's the thing. Again, you 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 ask yourself why do you keep beating this beating this horse? Because I'm trying to make a betting point here. It's actually in this case sort of a a point about the human brain as well. So. We are so close to the sun on this. All we do is we stare at the markets for things like MVPs, whatever award markets, and we're staring at them all, all season long. And we, it, it sort of gets into our head that this must, be, this must be the case. This must be a reflection of how voters are thinking. Yeah, I don't know about that. Ken Rosenthal just did, a, just did a podcast where he was talking about how Baseball Writers Association voters on this stuff, they are not as decided as you might think they are. And so I get back to sort of thoughts that I had before a baseball season two, three seasons ago when I was first pondering Shohei Otani for MVP. And remember I said at that time, I was like, hey, you think if this guy hits, I don't know, 20 homers and has like a 3.7 ERA that he could be the MVP just because the combined war on that kind of thing is so big combined. We've never seen anything like that. Think about those numbers. Then, of course, he goes ahead and, goes ahead and wins it last year. And now, yes, Aaron Judge is having a spectacular year. Nobody's taking anything away from Aaron Judge. Trying to drag his team to a division title single-handedly. But we just showed you a blind resume there where Shohei Otani is basically Mookie Betts and Shane McClanahan all at once. And I get back to the whole thing, or I've said this many times, the old buddy in San Francisco, which I think is just a great sort of, you know, for, for those of us who are too close to the sun with betting, it's a great sort of, case study of he comes to me last year he's not a big better he's like well Gil Brandon Crawford's definitely the NL MVP right and we were so like it's either Bryce Harper or it's Juan Soto Brandon Crawford was 100 to 1 he ends up finishing third he didn't win it Mm -hmm. but he ends up finishing third and so I'm just saying guys we're we we fatigued of Shohei Otani after one year and he's doing things. Jeff Passan, exactly what Passan said. Like, we're going to keep talking about it until, like, people get. This is off the charts. And if you ask yourself, hey, uh, curious, has there ever been a year where there were co-MVPs? Because, you know, I asked myself that, Kelly. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I never even thought about that. <laughs> think, things are batting around yeah, in my the, head. And the thing is, sorry, I'll let, That's let all right. Finish. Has there ever been, Gil? Yes. Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> so funny you bring that up. The year, Kelly, was 1979. Okay. So we're talking 43 years ago. It was in the National Hey, League. you know my rules. At least we're not going, if we're not going back to the 1800s, I'm no. okay. This is precedent then. It was like me the other day when I was like talking about Jalen Brunson and I went back to like the Big O and Bob <laughs> like, I don't know why I went back that far. What's happening to me? So this is, it was Willie Stargell of the Pirates. For those of a certain age, will remember this. Sure, it was yeah. Willie Stargell of the Pirates. Um, by the way, the Pirates won the World Series that year. And it was Keith Hernandez, then of the St. Louis Cardinals, who I think like hit 344 or some ridiculous thing. Don't hold me to that. But like, it's just an amazing year. They got co-MVPs. So I'm not saying that's going to happen this year. But I'm just saying there is some historical precedent for it, just to be thorough about it. These things have happened before. It is. Uh, 
I mean, Shohei would be the ultimate co-MVP guy. Yes, too, he right? would. You know, I mean, like, yes, he would. Because you can make all the you can make all the pros for him, right? And the pro arguments for him, and then make all the excuses for him, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, well, he's so great, he's just trapped on a bad team, and if he had any help whatsoever, they'd be in the playoff By race. The, and that's of course the biggest thing. Like, oh, Shohei, so how could he be an MVP if his team sucks? Yeah, but if you put Shohei on the Yankees and you put Judge on the uh, Angels, the Yankees are winning their division. Go Going away because he helps both as a hitter and as a pitcher where they need the most help. Come on. Stop it with that. Anyway, that's my rant. He had two homers last night. Judge hit one more. And it's fascinating to talk about. It's going to be interesting. And I don't know. I lean towards like it's an 80% chance that Judge wins this thing just just because – the home run home run numbers that I mean we haven't seen we haven't seen this pace since the steroid era right and, and since the the era of Bonds and McGuire and well, so 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 let me I would like to point that out as well thank you for bringing up that as well the home run record ladies and gentlemen is not sixty one it is seventy three I don't care how much you talk yourself into that sure. it's not yeah. it's not he's not breaking a home run record he's breaking the Yankees record and maybe the American League record and as far as well if you give it to Shohei this year then you got to give it to him every year. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard for people to say. Barry Lamar Bonds won seven of these. Yeah. If you're good enough, you can get it that many times. I'm just saying. And Barry deserved it. <laughs> Barry deserved 27 <laughs> of them. Right. He played 27 years. Okay. I, it's, it's just, it is interesting to go, but I, I often compare this to what, you know, what we talked, we were talking about the NBA down the stretch the entire year last year about Jokic. And that, you know, that I was a guy who was on Jokic, and there were so many people, you know, kind of saying the same thing, right? How you, there, there's all these, or, or not all these, but there's multiple great players having great seasons. They're not going to give it to the guy again. And I'm like, well, it was just the whole time was always break down the numbers like are, we're doing right now. Are our brains that lame that that's what we go to? Like, ah, I'm, I'm tired of giving it to this guy. You see, we give him to LeBron every year, so I guess I'm not going to give it. I mean, and Jokic was basically the same argument, too, right? right? Jokic well, was the same thing. How good yes. would he be if he was on one of, one of the better teams, right? The Nuggets dealing with all those injuries last year. <laughs> Never know. I'm still going to get tweets from people who be like, yes, Gil, our brains are that bad. <laughs> it's probably true. Um, NFL yesterday, some news and notes. Uh, the Steelers have finally decided to list Mitchell Trubisky as number one on their depth chart. So I think we thought that was coming, but it finally became sort of official. So the story, that story is kind of interesting. I don't, I, I think the Steelers screwed up somehow. Apparently that's supposed to be announced today by Tomlin. But somehow the depth chart got released and Trubisky's number one. So I think they're kind of like, all right, well, it's out there now. Coach, would you like to explain your depth chart without having named a starter? Um, yes. Yeah. It's going to be Trubisky. Now, these these rookie of the year odds are now, I mean, it's interesting to me that there are shops that have Kenny Pickett as the short shot. We would like listeners to settle a, a debate that Kelly and I were having off air, which is, have we talked about Offensive Rookie of the Year in the last week, or have we not? We don't know anymore what we're doing on air and off air. We have I, no clue. Well, <laughs> you're right. Kelly there, says no. Hey, I say I think, yes, we did. I think it's a good thing because yes. it's it's really, it's our it's our tweet, our, our texts that are somehow spilling over to the show yeah. and sometimes not spilling over to the show. I, well, so I think now that we know that Ke- that Mitch Trubisky is starting day one, because Kenny Pickett is is the only quarterback on this board, right? Right. So, so, and look, every year the quarterback's the first guys you want to look at in this market, hundred percent. But when we when we don't know when this guy's going to start, that's right. 
It's just unbettable. If you knew that Trubisky was going to, I don't know, get pulled in week four. And by the way, I wish the, be- I wish the best for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was hanging out. Mitch Trubisky was hanging out in Vegas this uh, summer. Met him. Greatest guy in the world. And, I mean, look, I, I still don't think there's... I still don't think we know everything about what Mitch Trubisky could be in the NFL. So I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't. I I see a way where there is Mitch Trubisky starts the season and finishes it for I the Steelers. Too. I do too. I, I mean, there is a very good chance to me that that Kenny Pickett never sees the field. Therefore, I mean, look, we know how these award markets change. After Kenny Pickett's not going to start on Sunday. And on Monday, when we look at these odds, he will be drastically down the board. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even have. I, I, I mean, I do have a rookie of the year bet, and I don't, I don't, not really pointing at anybody to, that anybody should make a bet on specifically in this market right now, Gil. All my point is, is that numbers are going to wildly shorten after Week One on a couple of these guys that have big games. Let's say Damian Pierce has a big game at running back for the Texans. Somehow they're going to shift after Week Five, and they're going to shift exactly. after Week Eight. Uh, my, who do you have, but, by the way? But Pickens? every week, Kenny Pickett doesn't start. He drops further and further For down. Sure. Right? For so the sure. point was, even if you wanted to bet Kenny Pickett, wait. Wait. Don't yeah. do it now. Wait till you have some idea until uh, of when he's actually starting. My one bet's on Jalen Tolbert uh, to win rookie of the year. It was ju- I bet it as soon as James Washington went down with that injury. And, and it looks like he's going to get snaps, you know, kind of as the second, third wide receiver in Dallas to get uh, to get the season going. I took John Dotson of, of Washington, but literally it's the one bet I've made where I have no decent explanation for it. No, me too. I, 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 it's the one market where it's just like, I'm just throwing my, it. My explanation was that James Washington went down with an injury. Yeah, and like mine was Dotson will get, will get some looks and because McLaurin has finally got somebody in theory, or across the uh, field from him. But the point is, you don't have to play hero and play this market now. Wait, watch it. Watch a couple weeks of football. Then make your bets. Unless you just have some ridiculous conviction on somebody, which, quite frankly, I don't know with this group uh, who that might be on, but there are some names. But I would wait on this, generally speaking, even though I threw a dart at one of these. We'll come back. We will talk to Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. Key numbers. What about him? And Defensive Player of the Year next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money's made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards. Sign up early for a discount at $175. You'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, we get tweets. At Beating the Book, always appreciate the uh, feedback on everything. Uh, this is from, let's see, G. Weezy. Can't wait to hear who uh, Gil likes today. I really like, uh, he, he likes an over in one of the other matches. Uh, he likes golf. I'm, I'm the other way. I like uh, Caroline Garcia and Casper Ruud. Those were the uh, tennis picks for the day. Uh, we said we we're going to talk uh, key numbers with Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus, Scotty B726 asks, "Sometime can you explain DVOA?" Thanks. <laughs> well, DVOA is uh, is from another uh, analytics site, uh, not Pro Football Focus. Focus. It's on Football Outsiders, and basically, 
you could read that straight from from their website, but essentially it has to do with, by the way, it's defense-adjusted value over average, calculating a team success based on the down and distance of each play during the season, then calculating how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. That's what that means. Uh, Sean Higgs, Kelly Bidlin rolling with Gill on a Tuesday, yes. Yes, Bob, that would be something I would be interested in. I don't know who Bob is, though. Uh, let's see here. And they go on and on. We always appreciate the feedback. Anyway, we'll read some more later. Oh, Larry L., one more, talking about our Otani discussion. He said, if there is a co-MVP, how are wagers on each player treated? Could you imagine? It's a they, great question. They'd have, to, they'd have to pay everybody out. There's no way they couldn't get out of paying both. He says, "Yeah, it's not. It's not. Is that a situation where some shops could dead heat or something? Could you imagine dead heating that? Uh, I feel like that would be so rude. That would the, be so rude. <laughs> I feel like that's the word, right? It would just be rude of the book. And we're not talking Casper rude. That would just be rude. That would be ridiculous. Whew. Don't do that, books. I I don't know though. I, like, do you know the like? That's another there, one. Check your house rules. Th- there I guess. is no co MVP line in the house rules. I'm sure. Right? It's only yeah. happened once." Let's talk some NFL. Let's talk some some NFL macro stuff, and let's talk some uh, some micro stuff as well with Ben Brown, uh, who does betting and data for Pro Football Focus. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. I mean, this is uh, you know week of right here. I think we've been waiting something like seven, eight months for this NFL season finally here. So uh, this is the best time of the year, I would say for sure. Okay, so let's let's start with something. I would agree with you first of all. I think everybody listening agrees. Just for the sight of football on TV, just the fact that we've seen college, we're like, oh my god, I Two forgot how great away. I forgot how great this was. Uh, and the Bills and the Rams, of course, yeah, just a little more than 48 hours away now. So let's talk about the notion of key numbers. There's a lot of people who are newer to the show, right, who, who are like, okay, they talk about key numbers. I get that that means, generally speaking, that means the three and the seven. Those are the most common historical outcomes in terms of results, final margins, uh, results of, of NFL games over time. It has shifted a bit, um, you know, incrementally, but three and seven still still the most key numbers. What does this chart that you're showing represent? First of all, do you agree with what I just said, Ben, that it is really about threes and sevens primarily? Yeah, it is. It's threes and sevens. I also think six has kind of uh, seen a little bit of an awakening with the two-point uh, change, basically moving you know the, the kick back a little bit and actually having more teams maybe go for it. Uh, I also think teams are becoming a little bit more uh, woke to actually trying to cut margins in situations to get to a field goal differential or or extending that lead out to to a two-score game and stuff like that. So we have seen more margins fall, maybe in six and eight. So I do think adding uh, those in a little bit, at least in your discussion, uh, makes a lot of sense. But key numbers, you know, three and seven, uh, historically, NFL games fall on those numbers in particular. It is a way that people kind of measure, uh, you know, numbers or the spread moving through specific areas, how much closing line value you're actually getting in a certain situation. So uh, like a number, for instance, Denver Broncos, uh, minus four in Seattle's moved up to minus six and a half now, uh, two and a half points of, you know, this, this, this spread value type situation. But does four matter a lot? Does five matter? Not, not a whole lot, but six is kind of that key point where it continues to move up. And then if it gets up to seven, uh, that's pretty significant. I would say, you know, closing line value, crossing key numbers. Uh, and it is a spot where you have a pretty profitable bet on Denver already if you have them at minus four. Okay, so you would agree, though, when we talk about teasers and we talk about Stanford Wong teaser legs, still going through the seven and three, despite chatter, is still the best way to go. Not talking about road favorites, but talking about home favorites of between seven and a half and eight and a half. Also, home and road dogs of one and a half, between one and a half and two and a half, teased outward. 
Um, can I ask you about your chart? Because your chart to me, Ben, and I don't mean to uh, poke holes at a chart, but I'm trying to intuitively understand from the chart what it is we're getting at here. Because yep. the, your y-axis on the left there, okay, that's the number of outcomes, the number of games, the count. And your x-axis there, the, the horizontal at the bottom, is the, is the ultimate score differential, the outcomes of NFL games. We're talking about a period of time between 2015 and 2021. Intuitively, I don't understand why. Explain to me what I'm looking at here, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to ask. And so it is, it is the away score differential minus, minus the home score. So you do see like minus three, for instance, would be the home team winning by a three-point score differential. I didn't necessarily... Take take out that element and say all oh, these you know this is a way score team that won by three this is a home score team that won by three let's just lump all those together I do think when people kind of tweet out or talk about key number probabilities in NFL distributions they typically do end up doing that I do think there's maybe a little bit of like a home field advantage aspect that's lost in that particular scenario so a lot of people say oh you know going going to three we see ten point six five percent of NFL games land on that three key number. Uh, I do think breaking it out between home and away does make a little bit more sense. And that's really all you're seeing uh, along the x-axis, kind of that you know, gotcha. minus three for a home team, plus three for an away team. Those distributions, obviously, combining them together, uh, the minus three and the plus three, that would give you you know, the total three-point distribution that a lot of people talk about. That was the missing element that I didn't understand. There was, there's a home road element here that wasn't described. Okay, that's why, that's why it is. By the way, for those who want to delve into this further, you can go to Ben's Twitter at PFF underscore Ben Brown. You also did some stuff on defensive player of the year. What did you come up with there? Yeah, definitely. So this is one, uh, you know, I know you guys are familiar with Eric Eager, uh, has talked a lot about it. Rashawn Gary went from 50 to 1 to 31. Uh, really high pressure percentage, I would say. Uh, you know, had the second best number uh, pressure percentage among edge players outside of Micah Parsons last year. He's a guy uh, that I think is definitely trending in the right, right direction from a defensive player of the year candidate. I also like uh, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, I'm not sure that that Cincinnati Bengals defense is going to be uh, a whole lot better, but they did kind of hold together that secondary unit. Trey Hendrickson, really high sack rate last year, does have the pressure percentage to go along with it. So him at 30 to 1, I think it makes a lot of sense if you're kind of buying into the Cincinnati Bengals, at least being able to hold steady with where they and not necessarily ended up in the Super Bowl last year, but they were actually, you know, good throughout the regular season, winning the AFC North and kind of getting back into that spot where they can maybe make another playoff run. So I like Trey Hendrickson. I think if you're taking, you know, maybe a one more long shot bet, uh, Marcus Davenport, this is the defense player year award has been dominated by edge defenders relatively recently. I think Stephen Gilmore won it in 2019. But outside of that, we're looking for, you know, a high sack rate. Uh, PFFs kind of found that, you know, pressure rate situations previous year is much more predictive of that sack rate coming up in the next year. Marcus Davenport's been a guy done it year in and year out. I do buy into the Saints secondary quite a bit. So I do think he's going to get some, you know, extended opportunities to not only get pressure, uh, but also get home with that pressure and get that sack rate kind of up there. So him at 65 to one, I think is probably my favorite uh, long shot bet given the current pricing on the defensive player of the year candidacy. And Trey Hendrickson right around the 40 to one pocket somewhere in there, in that range right there as yeah. well. I have, yeah, I've met 30 to one on DraftKings. I think I saw him at basically. So he's kind of in, kind of in line with Rashawn Gary now at 30 to one, but uh, I don't hate that one. I do think if I was only choosing one, I do think it would be Marcus Davenport for a Saints defense that I think has the capabilities to be, you know, the number one unit in the NFL. All right, I'm sure DraftKings forty to one right now. As a matter of fact, so maybe it changed. I, I mean, I, must, yeah. I looked at it last night, so yeah. I must be. Uh, 
not sharp, I guess. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Uh, and you did mention Micah Parsons. That actually happens to be the one that I bet uh, just sort of on a flyer. So Micah Parsons we're showing here, courtesy of BetMGM, at 9-1. to one. Let me just ask you this, because we only have uh, 60 seconds left here. Uh, ben, I'm curious, just macro, from what you've done in terms of your research all off season, give me the, the team or teams that you are most against the grain on based on either anecdotal evidence or from what you've heard or just really how the markets have moved? What are the teams you have the most different opinions on than the general yeah, market? I would, I would say from a positive aspect, it's the Cincinnati Bengals and Arizona Cardinals. I think uh, the ideas pushing them down in the betting market uh, aren't really reflective or predictive of where they're actually going to end up. I do think the Bengals specifically could maybe even be uh, a better, these team strength type team. They might not have the same record as they do in 2021, uh, but I do still think the pieces that they put in place, especially on the offensive line, uh, makes me think that they are set up to potentially make another run in a really deep AFC conference. Uh, and then the Arizona Cardinals, I think, you know, much blind because of the Kyler Murray uh, lack of film watching ability, everything else. Uh, this does this does maybe buy into Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury more than I would want to. Uh, but I do think, you know, once DeAndre Hopkins kind of back in the fold, they're not really uh, all that predictive to expect them to kind of have the second half type regression that everyone kind of prices in. So I think those are the two teams that I'm probably higher on the betting market right now. All right, Ben. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the season beginning oh, a little more than 48 hours from now. Enjoy, man. Thanks, guys. Ben Brown at PFF underscore Ben Brown on the Twitter machine. Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports. Let's talk a little college football on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. And if you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C getting some word that uh, that MVP might be dead heated could be dead heated if that happened yeah that was a great tweet coming in so no. yeah it's a per, uh, perfect that was from Joby real Joby um just checking in at FanDuel looking like that would be it would be a possible situation over there if we if you somehow did have a co-MVP situation so <laughs> I mean look we people, say it all the time would be so bitter we look we say yeah. it all the time this is you know check your house rules ask I you know I don't know how all the East Coast shops work I would I would hope they have a 24-7 chat window up or something like that in Vegas we are lucky enough where you can kind of just go to the counter and yeah. ask for someone true that so there's that score one for Vegas that's Kelly Bidlin, everybody. I'm Gil Alexander. This, ladies and gentlemen, from Right Angle Sports is Michael Craig. If you've been around the uh, the betting industry or immersed in it for many years, you may know Michael. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're meeting him for the first time. What's happening, Michael? Not much. I'm glad you had me back on. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Pleasure. Pleasure. What bridge is that behind you, by the way? Lamene in Pittsburgh. <laughs> in Pittsburgh, of course. Um, okay. Pittsburgh Mike, as uh, some of us might have called you back in the you day. You called me Philly Mike once, Which but was- it is it was really offensive, I'm sure. It was very offensive, okay, too. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. All right, so let me just give some history. Again, For I don't want to assume that everybody knows context, but um, and I'll see if you agree with this, Michael, that um, you know the, the pick-selling industry sort of gets this blanket bad name, but I would, I would argue that there are two pillars of it, that, that Right Angle Sports and Dr. Bob, for me, some people might have someone else. But for me, those are two pillars that have been tried and true for years and years and years. Do things completely honestly. Move markets when you release picks. Um, would you agree that that's perhaps would – you, would you acquiesce to that, those two being very well respected? I, I 100% agree with that. Yes. Okay. And you're back at Right Angle Sports. You were there for, for a long time. You, you were not there, and now you're back. Uh, with Ed Golden and company at Right Angle Sports. Hopefully in the future here, maybe next week, the week after, we'll do a release and everybody can see, just like we did with Carl Sack when he did NBA from Dr. Bob, how the markets moved when he released. We'll do it with college football with you guys. Let me just talk generally before we get to some college football thoughts from you specifically. You are about to do, um, I don't know what you're calling it, a little podcast, a little chat you're going to do about how, just generally how difficult it is to win betting. Uh, talk to us about that, just general, because it's not something we often like sort of delve into. Yeah, Eddie Walls and I, so every, well, it's Tuesday night, we were doing Wednesdays, but Tuesday night's 9 Eastern, we do a Twitter space under the Right Angle Sports uh, Twitter feed, and just just general, just discuss general topics, and this week Eddie wanted to talk about, you know, how difficult it is to win, and, you know, with, with social media, the perception is, 
perception is always, oh, this is so easy. So and easy. Everybody's supposed to winning tickets. Nobody's posting losers. Um, and it is more difficult than, than people realize. And to your point of Dr. Bob and, and Right Angle Sports being kind of two of the pillars, um, one of the other things to touch on specific to the tout industry would be you know, there's a big difference between winning for yourself and, and helping other people win and giving value to other people. And I think that's that's really where those two services differ from the rest of the market. And I'm not saying there's no other good services out there, but in terms of a long-term track record, um, I, I, I don't think anybody could argue that those are the two that, that are the pillars, as you said, and have a tried and true reputation. Okay, and so the Twitter space is when again tonight? Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, yes. for those who want to want to talk more about that, because it is it is good contextually to sort of have your expectations set on stuff. Uh, as far as college bo- football specifically, moving ahead to this weekend, uh, let me just talk about one or two of the bigger games. Alabama, Texas. Alabama, obviously a huge favorite in this. Um, is that number playable to you? Maybe the total is playable. Uh, looks like the total just got hit upwards. I think Bama's kind of a tough one sometimes because – because they're blowing teams out, um, you kind of have to separate out the garbage time because there's probably more garbage time in Bama games than there is in, in anyone else's games in, in the country. And uh, I think, you know, I don't know how you play Texas here. I, I, I'm not dying to, to, to play this game either way, but um, I, I feel like Bama probably is the right way. I don't have – I really don't have too, too much to say other than – Bama seems to do very well in these games. And Texas, I'm just not sold on as, you know, every year Texas comes in with all this hype and it just doesn't seem like they ever come through. The quarterback, the new quarterback, the transfer. Um, I, didn't, I actually didn't watch that game, but some of the other guys from the, the Raz team did. And and their, the overall impression was that uh, maybe maybe he wasn't going to live up to the hype. So. So, yeah, just a lean to Bama here, lean to over at this point. Let me go in your backyard. Pitt Panthers, uh, who did get it done against West Virginia in a uh, roller coaster football game this past Thursday night. They're taking on Tennessee. Tennessee just rolled Ball State. I don't know what you can really learn from Tennessee when you roll a team like Ball State. Uh, Tennessee is favored by four and a half at Pitt. Any thoughts about that game? You didn't ask me, or you didn't tell me which games you're going to talk about, but I'm kind of glad you brought this one up. Um, I'm not dying to bet Pitt here, but – and I like the Tennessee team in general. Um, I bet Hooker to win the Heisman at 66-1. Uh, to 1. I, th- I have a chance to be a nine-win team um, in the SEC, and he could have 40-plus touchdowns rushing and throwing combined. So I like the Tennessee team. I agree with you. I don't think last week proves anything. Ball State's pretty down this year. Um, Pitt, I think, was probably a little – Probably underperformed a little bit. Definitely got lucky on a late pick six to to come back and and cover that game if you had if you had six and a half. But I guess pretty much land on the number for for most people. But uh, I have a hard time getting to Pitt being this big a dog. Um, I I would definitely have interest in Pitt at, at plus seven here. Um, I, I doubt that happens. Uh, but uh, I th- I think last year you'd have Pitt as a small favorite here. Um, to to have a shift of this this many points um, based on one game and I guess I mean I I know Pitt lost Pickett and Addison whatever but uh, still have a really good defense um, profile of a good underdog they're going to run the ball well um, so I, I would definitely lean Pitt at this number I think I think if you lean Pitt you probably lean under as well just 
because it becomes more of a run-based game. So yeah, if I have to if I have to pick anything there, give a give a lean. It's it's pit and under. Talking to Michael Craig, by the way, six and a half now on that game. Talking to Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports at MJC two five seven on the Twitter machine. What game do you love this weekend? Ah, uh, love's a strong word, but uh, I, I can tell you, we we released uh, yesterday. We released sides at, at Raz, and we released uh, we released Syracuse over UConn, land twenty. Uh, we released Mississippi State, uh, land nine, probably graded at nine and a half. That's about what it was when Ed clicked the send button. Um, and then we released UMass plus 31. So uh, I guess I'll briefly go into the, the Mississippi State game. Um, we're pretty high on Mississippi State just generally. Um, I, I think some people at Raz have made the argument they're the third best team in the SEC behind uh, Bama and Georgia, of course. Uh, that's a pretty strong statement. I don't. I don't know that I'm. I'm quite there with them, but I do think that's a really strong team. Uh, they dominated Memphis in the first half last week. Uh, Arizona overperformed, of course. Winning as a winning as an outright underdog. Uh, really dominating San Diego State, who couldn't throw the ball at all. But uh, we released minus nine and a half. I, we just couldn't find a way to make this number less than ten. Um, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to Arizona's performance last week. And, and then of course we're high on Mississippi state. So yeah, I, I, honestly, I still think there's probably some value in Mississippi state at 10, but, uh, that's kind of the reasoning behind it and why we liked it. Okay. At, Mike, at a high level, at a high level, <laughs> at a high level. We don't use the word love. Okay. Mississippi state, one of the uh, three picks from RAS this week. All right. So, uh, let's get you back on. Let's do some releases on air. Can we do that next time? Yeah, we talked about that for next week. Okay. Um, if we do the same time slot here, I don't know if it would be a side or a total. Um, one of the things we make sure of, we always want, we always want the market to be fully mature. And I think that's, that's one of the big differentials between RAS and other services. Um, like I said, there's a big difference between being able to win for yourself, hitting openers, and being able to help people win money um, in terms of being able to provide value uh, when the market is mature. And it's a very difficult thing to do right now because there's so many people betting early and, and yeah. uh, getting harder and harder. So, yeah, a lot of times, you know, we come into the week with a list of 15 bets. And yeah. by the time we release, there's there's okay four or five left. Yep. Michael, we thank you. I got to run. I, I, I apologize, but I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Michael Craig, everybody. By the way, if you're looking to play Kenny Pickett in the Offensive Rookie of the Year, hold off. There's no reason to bet him at the current number since his odds will get longer each week he doesn't start. Wait to pounce when he gets named the starter. That's your pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. Baseball. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 